0: We're on week six of seven in our 40 days of prayer series, but we're not coming to the end of prayer because this is Ivy's year of Ivy's year of prayer. So we're going to keep on doing that. And I'm so grateful for what Andy just brought to us. Please put those dates in your diary and be with us for those different events because we're excited about what God can do as and when people pray together. And we're going to look at what that, what that looks like today in the talk. We're going to see what God promises when people pray. God's made some promises that happen when people pray. We're going to look at a huge promise that God made all about uh, healing and revival. What happens when my people pray? God says something's going to take place. So we're looking at how do we really pray with an expectation of healing and revival and later on we're actually going to be praying with something we did this last week here in Academy 3. We're going to do thing called the prayer tunnel where we're going to set up a tunnel right along here and people can be a part of it praying and other people can go in one end and go out the other end and we have an expectation that people are going to get, meet with God in the middle. And Just like they did last week, people came through, and we got incredible stories of people saying they really felt as they went through that God was touching them, healing them, helping them, meeting them, changing them, just doing fantastic stuff. So just so you're ready for that, that's something that we do. It actually started in church in South America years ago, and it's a great thing to do, to have a prayer tunnel, so we'll be doing that soon. Now, earlier we saw something that defied all, um, you know, health and safety regulations, to be honest with you, which we can talk about later at staff meeting, including these mats. But the person chiefly responsible for that, let me just add, is with us here, and it's Katie. And she's going to come out to, to rapturous applause. <laughs> Hooray for Katie! And Katie is the queen of actions, so she's going to be helping us to do some actions as I go through this talk. But you're going to do them too, aren't you? Yes, you are. I want to look at this passage from the Bible. 3,000 years ago, God came to a guy called King Solomon, and he made an incredible promise about what happens when people pray. Can we look at it on the screen, please? 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Why don't you read it out loud with me? Everybody together, ready? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face And turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. So I want you to see. First of all, this is not a promise to everybody. It's a promise to certain people. Who is it a promise to? My people who are called by my name. So first action, I want you to stand up, so I know you're kind of able to stand up. You can able to stand up. Just stand up. And the first action is pointing to yourself. My people. Are you one of God's people? See, one day some people came and they said to Jesus, your, your brother and your mom and your sisters are outside. And he says that he looked around at his disciples, his friends, and he said, who is my mother and my brother and my sisters? This is them, those who do the will of my Father in heaven. Those are the people that God says are his family, they are his his people, are the people who do what the father said. So my question to you is, are you one of those? Have you done What Jesus said to do. Have you done what God said to you? Which is to turn away from everything that you know to be wrong and to come and follow him and follow his plan for your life. Because that's what it is to be one of his people. You know, Jesus had brothers. Jesus had sisters. Some people don't even realize that, but he did. We've even got the names of some of them in the Bible. One of them, called James, actually wrote a book of the Bible. And what do you think that book of the Bible is called? Bingo. Bingo. No, not the book of Bingo. The book of James. That's right, absolutely. So, so, so this is it. This is, you get to be part of the family if you do what the Father said. So you're pointing to your heart because this is the place where God loves to be. He didn't want to live in a temple. He didn't want to live in some church. That's why we can be in all these different places because now the place where God wants to live isn't in a church building. It's in a church building full of people. It's in us, it's in you, and it's in me, together as community. And the second thing I just want to notice before we go on from that is, he says, those who are called by my name, which means somebody is not embarrassed to be called a Christian. Somebody will stand up, maybe even at your, your workplace or at your school. See, sometimes what we can do is we can think, I don't want to be known as a Christian because I might get called, I might get called some things by that. I might get called names for being a Christian. But Jesus said, if anybody is ashamed of me and, and being, belonging to me, then there could come a day when I'll stand before the angels and the Father in heaven and I'll, I'll be ashamed of you. I don't want that for me and I don't want that for you. So, second thing there is called by my name. do not you make that action? Called by my name. I wonder if you're embarrassed to say that you belong to Jesus. I wonder if you'd be embarrassed if you've ever said, actually, yeah, I've got Jesus living in my heart. No matter what everybody else says, no matter what names, I might get called for it. I'm called a Christian because I follow Jesus Christ. Okay, you can sit down. Next promise. See, all of these, you see, this promise isn't automatic because there's an if... And then, he says, God gives some conditions. He says, if my people who are called by name, my name, will do these things, then something's going to happen. Then I'll heal your land. And the reason why I want us to go to those prayer meetings we just heard about and to be part of this year of prayer as a church is because I know for sure the church in this nation needs to be revived. And there needs to be an outpouring of God's spirit across the whole of the nation, doesn't there? Well, Tim thinks there does. Anybody else? Absolutely. And I don't know what you need healing today, but we want to pray for healing today. Maybe your healing is a physical thing. Maybe it's a it's like your emotions or your spirit or your mind. God can heal those things. God can bring physical healing too. We want to pray for physical healing. We want to pray for miracles because when Jesus comes, as we heard before in Katie's talk, miraculous things can take place. But this happens, God says, if you do this, I'll do that. So we're gonna look at what those things were. Number one, here's the first condition for God to bring healing, for God to bring restoration in your life. You ready? I admit I'm not in control. So we just stood up and then we sat down. We're gonna stand up again if you're able to. And this one, as you stand up, just like 20 seconds, because I don't want to hurt anybody's back, just bow down for a minute. As I'm just listening to me, maybe you wanna close your eyes because this is a posture of humility. This means, when I'm coming before God, I don't come arrogantly, I don't come proudly, I don't come demanding my own way, like God's a genie in the bottle and he's got to do what I say or or else. And this is what humility looks like, just bowing down and saying, you're the master, you're in charge, I'm not in charge. Somebody said humility is not thinking of yourself, thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. Okay, you can stand up. You see, Humility isn't me going around saying I'm useless and I'm no good. It's basically saying I'm not thinking about myself as much as I'm thinking about God and I'm thinking about other people. If I walk into the room and I'm looking around thinking, what does everybody think of me and how do I look? That's pride. But if I'm going into a room and I'm thinking, who can I encourage today? Who can I show some love and some kindness to to today? I'm not thinking about myself at all. I'm thinking about other people and about bringing God's love. And and the Bible says humility is a huge thing to God. God loves humble people. He loves it. He says that he gives grace to the humble, but he opposes the proud. I don't want God opposing me, and I don't want him opposing you, but he gives us grace. He gives us what we need when we humble ourselves. So number two, next thing is, we've got another condition for this. Ask God for help, which is pray. Now we know we can guess what that symbol is going to be. You can sit down to do that. Holding your hands, just in prayer. If my people will pray. Some people say, Well, why do I need to pray if God knows it anyway? Do you know why? Because He says, Ask. He, he commands us. He says, Ask. He says, You have not because you, you ask not. So my question to you is Some things you've been worrying about, some things you've been wondering about. Have you been asking? Have you been specifically asking? I don't just mean generally asking. Have you been saying to God, I have this need. I don't know what to do about it. I need you to do this. And you can ask him. He says you can ask him about anything. Quite amazing what Jesus said about asking. So have you been asking for something specific? In It could be a healing, a restoration in your life, in your finances, in your family, in your body. Have you named it before God and said, I'm asking you to do this? And you've been specific about it. Because here's an incredible promise Jesus made. Very big promise in John chapter 16. Jesus said this, I tell you the truth, my Father will give you anything you ask in my name. Until now, Jesus says, you've, asked, you've not asked for anything in my name. Ask. Keep your hands together. Asking. What are you asking, God? See, why do I need to pray? Because over 20 times in the New Testament... It's commanded by God to ask. He says, you have not because you ask not. So Jesus says, you can ask. You can ask about anything that you want me to do. And he says, up until now, you're not asking my name. He says, you can use my name when you pray. What's that mean? Well, it's like if I go into a restaurant and I know the name of the owner and the owner says to me, if you want a table anytime, just say, Bob said it would be okay. Then you can go in and you say to the waiter, I'm here in the name of... Bob, (laughs) you know, in the same way, you come in the name of Jesus, you have access to the Father. He says, I want you to pray. Jesus says, I want you to pray using my name. And another reason that you're to ask is because that's how we learn to trust. The only reason a child ever learns to trust is when they ask. It could even just be a squawk that the child gives, like a, and then their parent hears the need and comes and meets the need, and trust grows. But if you've never asked and received you don't learn to trust so as we ask and as we receive our trust and our faith grow so jesus says ask on my asking my name by the way what that means is when you ask don't ask on the basis of how good you are don't ask even on the basis of how good the person is sometimes i hear prayers and people are saying this is such a good person please would you help them please would you heal them you know what we don't pray on the basis of how good anybody is except jesus We pray on the basis that God is good, that Jesus is good. Not because this person's good. Whether they're good or bad isn't the question. The the answer is this. Jesus is good. He's always good. All the time. So we ask on the basis of Jesus being good. And, And as I'm saying this, you're thinking, somebody's thinking, yeah, but I didn't get everything that I asked. Jesus didn't say you get everything you asked, but he did say you can ask about anything. He didn't say everything, he said anything, you can ask, ask anything, it's like anything you want to ask, anything you want to pray about, you can always ask, it's never going to be a bad prayer for you to ask, he said, I want you to ask, leave the answers up to me, but you can do the asking, and be really specific about what you're asking, because then when it happens, God gets all the glory, does that make sense? Next one, seek my face, I like to be interactive, so if you're able to stand, please stand, and let's do a seek your face thing, just a seeking thing. That'll do. <laughs> just seeking. This is seek the master, not the miracle. we just said it's all right to ask for a miracle. You can ask for a miracle. God says, ask me for a miracle. But what he's saying is, don't just look for the signs. Look for who he's pointing to. See, if I'm going to my friend's house and there's a sign and it says, he lives in Chester, and I see a sign that says, this way to Chester, I don't get out and grab hold of the sign and start hugging the sign. The sign's only pointing to where I'm meant to go to. In the same way, don't look for the sign. Look for the one who gives the miracles. Don't look for the miracle. Look for the master. Ask him. He's the one. Seek your face. I've been so blessed this week. We've been a couple of blogs from some people. Very close to us here at Ivy who've been going through some hard times. And there's a common theme that runs through them. Where it basically says, you know what? Right now, I'm not seeing the miracle. But I'm still seeking the face of the master. No matter what, he's good. I've seen that in three different things this week from three incredibly brave women. And we're praying for them. And maybe that's a word for you to encourage. Just keep seeking the face of the Master. Don't just seek the gift, seek the giver. Because there's always more of him. There's always more of the giver for you. If you're just after the gifts, you're missing out. You can come to the giver and always have more. Whether I get the answer or not, I can always have more of God. And finally, it says, number four, we have to check this. Oh, no, it isn't finally, it's one before this. it says if if we humble ourselves and pray and seek our face. Oh no, this is the last one. This is the last premise for the promise. And turn from their wicked ways. I'm gonna ask Katie to do like a, a dancing Michael Jackson turn, I think, I think at this point. All right. I'm not doing that. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Oh no. All right. All right, you have a practice if you can. Come on, come on. That was like, no, no. Some people are like, this is not it. This is not it. Yeah, that, That's not it. Okay, this is it. Yay, turn. Oh, Rob Barnum, yes. Anybody else? One more time. Come on, turn. Oh, yes, the Hancocks. They're there, no problem. All right, you bad. Okay, take a seat for a minute. I want to talk about this one. It says if you turn from something, turn from what? Their wicked ways. See, what do you think of when you hear the word wicked? Years ago, a long time ago, the word wicked meant cool. It doesn't anymore, Linz. <laughs> but <laughs> wicked, what do you think? We think of wicked. We think of the musical. We think of that. No, what wicked means isn't a list of bad things that people do, terrible, horrible things. You know, we think wicked, we think genocide, murder, torture. But basically, wicked in the Bible just means when, what happens when people forget God. When people forget God, all kinds of bad things happen in their own lives and the their lives around them and across a whole nation. So turning from wicked ways just basically means from, it means turning away from, from, doing, from just forgetting about God and living as if I'm in charge. Instead, I turn back to him. See, what would the Bible's definition of wicked be, wickedness be? It would just be me forgetting how much God loves me and how good he is. And we want to remember that today. It's not a list of bad things. See, this is called repentance. Repentance is a word people kind of freak out about. They don't like the idea. That, you know, when I hear the word repentance, some people think of some street preacher just shouting at people and being like, uh, turn off, burn, you know? You know, you're going to die and fry while I go to the sky. That kind of thing, just horrible stuff. No, repentance is an amazing word. Repentance is a fantastic word. It's a, it's a lovely word. It basically means turn around and go the right way. And everything good that ever happened in my life really has come as a result of repentance. Everything good. I've turned, we've heard about it before, from darkness to light. I've turned, I've turned from, um, from a path that was leading to hell towards a path that's leading to heaven. You know, I've turned away from a shallow life to a a, a full life, an abundant life. I've turned from meaningless to a meaningful life. I've turned away from my own way and trying to find love in all the wrong places to a love that lasts forever in the arms of my Heavenly Father. And that's what's an offer today for anybody here, if you've never done it, to turn away from everything that you know to be wrong and to turn back to God in the name of Jesus and say, I want to follow your path from now on. So now we're going to do it and we're going to pray and we're going to do this thing called a prayer tunnel. And some people yes, last week were part of it, and so you immediately qualify. If you did that and you can help us out, come on down the front and start the prayer tunnel for us. As I'm talking, that's it, down the front. The band are going to come up too, like nobody's moving. Come on, quick, 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 quick. If you were part of it last week, you can be part of it this week. And all they're going to do is they're going to be praying like with arms stretched out. We're going to keep a gap right in the middle because we're going to do two lines. One line from here, and that's going to be the entrance line down where Loz is at the, at the corner. That's, and then they're going to go into the middle. Last line one. Stop there, Ollie, because you're going to be this line here. And all they're going to do, and we got more, We need more people than this now. So we've got some, but we probably need some more. They're going to kind of come and, and do this, like that. And, and we're just going to be praying that people can go in one end and go out the other and through the middle, and you're going to meet with God in this amazing way. The, the, you know, God says, as we come through this, you can be prayed for for healing, for your, for your body, for your mind. It could be for you. It could be for somebody else. You're kind of going through for them. Last week, we had such a sense of God's power in, this, in the place when we prayed like this, and I really want to encourage you not to miss out. We're not spending ages and ages and ages praying for anybody but we but if God these people who are praying if God gives you a word of encouragement or a promise from the Bible or anything else just whisper it just speak it out to those people now we've got some I'd love it if we had some of the elders or some others who also came up and were part of this this prayer team too this prayer this 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 thing to help it happen so if you could come up and anybody else you know if you're in grow group leadership or something just to come and be a part of helping this happen because we want there to be two this is entrance one The other side is entrance two, And then when you're done, you go through the middle and back to your seat. And there you can get prayed for too. But I wanna pray, and I want us all to pray. We're gonna go through the actions one more time in a really prayerful way, with expectation that God's gonna meet people, heal people, help people, set people free, bring bring life, bring his love, bring his power in an incredible way. Because he does it through ordinary people who pray, doesn't he? Hello? He does it when ordinary people pray. He says, when ordinary people pray, extraordinary things are going to happen. Amazing things are going to happen. He, but it doesn't happen unless we pray. There's some things that God said, I'm not going to do unless you pray. I'm not going to do it unless you ask. If you ask, I'm going to do it. So it's, maybe it's time for some people to stop wondering and worrying and actually start to say, I'm going to start connecting with God and his power. I'm going, to, I'm going to ask for something specific today. I'm going to ask him to do something. I'm going to turn away from forgetting about God and everything that that entails. I'm going to turn back to him. So I want to pray for these guys who are going to pray for people. Put your hands up. And sit. Put your hands up to heaven and just ask for power from on heaven to come and fill you. So that when you maybe put a hand on somebody's shoulder going through or whatever, they're going to receive a touch from heaven. And Lord, I... I pray because you are good. I don't pray on the basis of us being good or the people even that we're going to pray for being good. But I I know that God is good. I know you are good. And Jesus, you said that you forgive all our sins and all of our healing comes from you. So why don't you put your hand on your heart now and say, I know I'm I'm one of his people. I'm called by his name. Just remember that. Bow down low a moment, humble yourself, everybody in the place, humble yourself, and pray, God we're seeking your face, turn are turning, wherever you are, turn around, all the way around, turn away from everything that I know to be wrong, turn away from trying to do anything in my own power, I'm back to you. Now, I had my eyes closed during that time, so I'm not sure everybody did it. That was just these guys. I want everybody, please, if you're able to stand, stand up, we're gonna do it one more time. And then if you want to, ask you to come down the sides, through the middle, out through there and pray. Don't run, don't, t- don't rush it, bring the kids through. We want the kids to know, this is a place where the Holy Spirit meets us. We're not just having meetings, we're meeting, aren't we? This isn't just a place we're meeting in, this is a place where we expect to meet the living God. So one more time, let's do the actions together. If my people, who's my people? You're called by my name. I'm called by you, Lord. Thank you. I'm going to humble myself in this place. Bow down low. You're you're the master. I'm not. I'm not good enough I'm not wise enough but you are pray put your hands together what is it specifically you're going to ask him for whether for you or for somebody else praying for the nation Lord we pray for you to pour out your grace upon this city in a new way do some new things in our day we're seeking your face and not just your hand we're asking for the master not just the miracle but thank you that we can ask about anything turn away from everything that we know to be wrong and we know that we can be forgiven in the name of Jesus. Everybody sins and falls short of God's glory but everybody can be forgiven in the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts go to ivychurch.org forward slash media.